Okay, good stuff, people. So, into the second uh, question. What the hell happened to the zeal of Black Lives Matter, man? <laughs> what, 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 what happened? Everyone posting up all sorts on social media, talking this and talking that, jumping up in the street and protesting, plackers and billboards and strikes and all sorts. And what happened, man? Only took a what a few a few few months, and now apparently people get a little bit quiet. So what's happened to the zeal of Black Lives Matter? Um, I think just to extend on what M said about how Phase One is done, um, I feel like that time where people were jumping up and down, uh, Blackout Tuesdays, um. All that social media unrest happened. To me, that was people on a different level. So let's say that's beginner's level. Yeah. Now what's going on, even though we can't visibly see it, we now have the, the actors, you know, like ourselves, um, there's a few more, a lot more people out there, not even a few, a lot more people out there who are active behind the scenes. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, so when that whole social unrest was happening, right, people were protesting on the streets, burning buildings, statues and all that. We didn't, most of us didn't take part in it. If I remember, we had that very same conversation. And I remember M simply saying, listen, I've gone past that. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep. The level we're at now is we're not bothered with showing people and shouting from the rooftop. We are bothered more with acting. And that's what we're doing. We knew this would happen. We said it. 100%. We said that. If... You don't believe us, go back and have a listen. Yeah, to Black Lives Matter. We said this would happen. You've got people that will jump on the bandwagon just because everyone is doing it. You get people that are just doing it for fame, to pick up their names, and so forth. And Clown. you also have a few people who are on the first steps of their journeys doing that. Applause to you. But guess what? People who feel really passionate about it, they're now doing something about it. 100. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, zeal. <laughs> um, because because the, when it, uh, it was at its peak, Black Lives Matter, because people, everyone came at it from like just different angles. Um, there was no, there, <laughs> yes, there was a lot of protesting, um, which people may have felt a cohesion, but because it was so strong, but people were just had different perspectives, the zeal was always going to kind of die down. Like it, regardless of how strong and passionate you are, even the strongest and passionate, like your the zeal, it's the zeal and energy, like the um, I, I guess the opposite to that, or or the the outcome of having energy is that you're gonna energy is gonna lower or it's gonna diminish 
or it's going to go down in all, and then you need to kind of refuel or rehydrate whatever it is to kind of get that energy back so that's always going to happen when you use words like that um but the in, i think one of the things that w- probably wasn't predicted was the fact that within the peak of black lives matter there was a lot of internal conflicts not only with your us not only with yourself in terms of if you're doing enough or if you feel strongly about something or if you feel more liberated whatever but the people around you there was a there was a lot of energy being spent in the wrong areas at points where we're trying to shoot people down we're trying to expose people we're trying to get people to um we're trying to end people's when i say we i say collectively um people were trying to get people's jobs done uh, because they had different views or they didn't support it. Friendships were being broken because this person didn't post something on Blackout Tuesday or this person hasn't posted anything about George Floyd. So a lot of the zeal, a lot of the energy that should have been focused in kind of keeping pushing this forward as much as possible until it's going to naturally die down. There was, it was beginning broken down along the, along the process, along the journey, people arguing amongst family members. Like it's just so, that was always going to happen. It was always going to happen. But as I've always said, the reality and the, the p- perception uh, w- was greater than reality for a lot of people. Like I said, back in way back in episode three, the social media bubble was gassing people up, thinking, you know what? Yes, it's a massive move. Like it was a movement, and it was a. And this is it will always be part of Black history now or history. I need to I need to stop doing that. It's it was part of history. However, when you look at it, when you start realizing actually you see it on social media, people popping up and there's opposition or people are fighting back or people are saying white lives matter or all lives matter, then you start to realize actually there's a lot more work to be done. Like going out protesting and seeing your peers and people, you think that's great, but this we is a a highly populated country and I didn't want to go into this too much, but a prime example, and I'm sure you guys know where I'm going with this, a prime example is when Diversity does a performance on primetime television, Britain's Got Talent, and there's a there's a section of their performance because their performance is about the year in general. So the performance covers COVID, it covers like NHS, it covers other things, and it covers the George Floyd situation, which incorporates Black Lives Matter over 25,000, 27,000 complaints because that was shown on primetime television. The second highest uh, complaints for a TV moment in the last decade. That should show that should show people that, hold on, there's 27. Did anyone ever see a protest, a Black Lives Matter protest, where 27,000 people were there of black people? So you have to put it into perspective. If people are willing, if people are in their homes willing to complain about a snippet of a um, a piece of art, which is on on television, twenty seven thousand people. So that's twenty seven thousand complaints. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that's twenty. That you have to uh, take account the person writing the complaint. If we were to just average like it's, it's a household of four people, then the numbers look even greater. So my point is perspective. There's still, there's still a lot of ignorance out there. So I'm not going to say there's still a lot of racism out there fully. Well, there is, but there's a, lot of, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of ignorance out there as well. Because when you see those numbers, and the, do you know the funniest thing about the whole diversity situation um, and performance is the group are called diversity. 
Britain, they, they won <laughs> got talent. People voted for them, but and everything else is fine. So you can talk about clapping for the NHS, you can talk about COVID and whatnot, but it was one part and the, and the performance wasn't, it wasn't even like they actually reenacted the scene properly. Like the, the knee was nowhere near um, Ashley Banjo's neck in that performance, but it still caused 27, so not, it caused 27,000 complaints. So think how, how many more people didn't agree with it. So what I'm trying to say, I'm saying that to say this, perspective like so you might think okay my, my social media bubble everyone's kind of supporting the movement but there's such a wider scale of people that are not actually speaking on social media they're speaking in their social bubbles or their social clubs or in their business meetings or whatever and these are the people that don't like what's actually happening so that's so the zeal is going to go down when you start really realizing hold on a minute but i thought that the whole country is behind black lives matter but hold on a minute twenty-seven thousand complaints something's that the, 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 the math doesn't add up so all i'm trying to say is the zeal um has been affected by internal bickering uh because of people's difference of opinions uh just because some people was sprinting when it should have been uh a, a marathon as i've said before but also the fact that the reality is there's far more people in this country uh, that are not of colour or not have had the experience of being around people of colour like that, that still maybe have an ignorance or a dissonance to what's actually going on. And that will affect you if you're really pushing it and really pushing it, but you're still seeing not many much support from the country as in general, then you, that's going to that's gonna zap your energy. Okay. Okay, very insightful there. Much appreciated. Um, Jay, I would like to bring you in, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> I totally agree with both T and M. But I look at it like the Black Lives Matter movement, Black History, all that is like um, I look at it like Twitter. All right, mm-hmm. it was trending at the time. Okay. Yeah. So it was perfect clickbait for media outlets, for blogs, for everyone. It was just what was on everyone's lips at that moment in time. But really and truly, it wasn't a priority. If Joy Floyd didn't die the way he did, there, would, there wouldn't have been no Black, Black Lives Matter protests at that time. Do you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a priority. Mm. So... And humans, we forget easily. Um, we forget quickly. Uh, in general, fickle. yeah, we're very fickle. We forget, in general, so something like that—the the zeal and the enthusiasm and energy—is is is naturally going to dissipate because we we get distracted by other things. Then this boom, Trump is saying something stupid, or Boris Johnson is doing something dumb. He's doing woodwork when he has frigging COVID to worry about or there's a fly on someone's, a politician's head. And do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always some different distractions that will come in the way and the media itself will push that agenda because black lives and black history is really not a priority for, for, for anyone, not even for us as a people. And I'm just being frank. Some people might say I'm wrong, but it's not a priority. Our lives, our well-being is not a priority because We've become so accustomed and comfortable with what we have been given. So I think it's outrageous. It outrageous for a bit because it was horrific to see that imagery. 
And yes, we banded together to fight the injustice. But when the, the TV stations and the media stopped reporting it and the mar- people stopped going outside for marches because countries started putting stricter curfews and jail times for being outside and protesting and peaceful protests were getting treated like they were hostile and they were Antifa groups and whoever else causing havoc. It was lost. It was lost. The whole movement was lost. And over time, it would just die down. And yeah, we just wasn't, it's not a priority for, 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 for anyone in terms of, in the general, in the general sense of it. So that's why, that's why we named it Black Lives Don't Matter because yep. really and truly in the, the wider scope of things, it's, it's not. And for it to matter would mean that it would take away from someone else's agenda. 100. So, so that's also, can I, can I just add something on that as well? So I was just, just sitting here thinking. So after George Floyd, if you boys remember, there was, I can't remember his name now, but there was a video that went, well, viral is not the word really, didn't take off, where this guy got shot seven times in the back by a police officer. The video shows he was trying to get restrained. He was struggling with them. He opened his car door and then the officer pulled out his gun, shot him seven times in the back, right? No weapon on him, no nothing, right? Now, if Black Lives... Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake, thank you. Now... If Black Lives Mattered, as much as they said it did when the protests kicked off, when the George Floyd situation happened, wouldn't the public have reacted the same way? Well, you wouldn't, touched wouldn't on the that. world wouldn't the world have reacted the same way? You touched on 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 that, Tia, and and you're almost digging into the next point that I was going to make. Um, it's basically specifically on the reaction of that Jacob Blake situation. Um, not only was he shot and killed uh, by, sorry, he, I don't think he was killed. I don't think he was killed. Um, I don't know how paralyzed. He He's paralyzed. Yeah, I don't know how 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 he lived through that, but man, he, he was paralyzed. Um, but he was shot seven times in front of his kids, by the way. Um, and he had no weapon on him, and he was not yeah. attacking yeah. the police either. Um, so if police did feel that he was trying to go into the vehicle to reach for anything, they had the ability to use their tasers. It's the fact that they use lethal force when there was no lethal uh, threat being made towards them. That was the biggest issue. Um, and yes. Forget the taser. Forget the taser a minute. You could have shot him once. That would have been enough to disable the guy from any threat. I'll give you right? one better. I'll, I'll give you one better. Listeners, if you watch the video on Jacob Blake, he was on the other side of the vehicle with the police officer holding him. He manages to walk all the way around to the uh, driver's side of the seat with the police officer holding him. At every at any any time, the police officer could have hoisted his weapon and tackled him to the floor. There was two police officers present too. Why didn't they do that? Carried on holding him until he gets to his driver, then decides to put seven in his own back. Strange, but normal when it comes to police uh, dealings with black people, especially in America. Um, 
But following on from, from that, we talked about what was their reaction. Well, let me give it an example. I don't know if you lot have heard of the name Kyle Rittenhouse. Have you lot heard of that? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Kyle Rittenhouse is a 17-year-old white male described by the news as a police supporter. Keep that in your damn mind when you're about to hear this. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Right? Right? He's a 17-year-old boy deemed by the news as a police supporter, not terrorist. Not terrorist. Strange. He decided to, as a result of the Jacob Blake shooting, there was a protest within Illinois. He, as a police supporter, close, open quote, close quote, takes to the street with an AR-15 style rifle. He manages to shoot and kill two of the protesters and injuring one, 17-year-old boy. In the video, look it up. He walks past the police the police are literally present. He walks past the police holding the rifle after killing two people. He shot one in the head. He shot one in the chest. Yet he gets to walk past police with a AR-15 style rifle. Yeah. Didn't get shot and killed. Didn't get de-untained de until later. They had to, to, the police had to circle back after he clearly walked past him. With the rifle on full display after people in the protest were saying, he shot and killed someone, he shot and killed. All because he didn't like the fact people were protesting at the petrol station where he was, where, where he was living. And he killed people, 17 years old. First of all, how do you even get an AR-15 star rifle at 17? But that's for another pod podcast anyway. I was just about to say that. It's not just your standards. It's, it's deeper than this. It's, it's deeper. It's deeper than this. It's deeper than that, man. You cannot go to a store at your age. You can't even get a gun license at your age. Where do you get that gun and rifle from? And how did you know how to operate it? People aren't asking the, the right questions. Well, just for clarity, as of yesterday, he won't face any gun charges in the state of Illinois. Thank you for dropping my bomb, which I was about to drop. Yeah. Say that one more time, Jay. As of yesterday, uh, the 14th of October, Carl Rittenhouse accused Kenosha Killer won't face any gun charges in Illinois. Hear this. Someone who clearly is caught on video by many protesters. Someone who's clearly visibly seen shooting two protesters and injuring one. Shooting to the point you killed two people. Someone who was clearly on video seen walking past police with the gun in his hand that he just killed two people with will not face gun charges. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Where's the outcry? Where is the outcry? Why does he get to slip under the guys? Question, did, did that make headlines at all? Because I didn't see that. It, it did, but it didn't go to the point of. It didn't come yeah. to the U. It didn't come to the U. The yeah, UK. It didn't, didn't come to the UK. Really. Okay. It didn't travel so, the world like George Floyd. It was. It, so, it, did, it did hit the UK. It did hit the UK. Well, it was on. It, it was. It hit social. It didn't hit like maybe. I'm talking uh, about news stations, my man. Of course, of that wasn't as big, but it did hit the UK where everyone was aware of it. So sometimes when you're talking about 
they are agendas at play in some topics and people may think, oh, you know, here we go again. Hear this. He killed two people, walked past the policeman. I remember him when he got arrested, right? They Even though he him. still had his gun, they looked <laughs> after him. They pleaded with him to drop his weapon. Please, please. Yep. Right? Yep. Drop your weapon. And he was still walking around. Mad. Free man. Right? Now, all of this happens. Shock. Right? And then when it gets down to it of, okay, he needs to pay for his crimes. Guess what? No charges, well, gun charges from what you're saying. I don't know the full ins and outs, yeah, whether no, he's getting no charged for, for anything else. So no gun charges, right? But it doesn't hit the main line news. Yeah. Well, right? no gun, why? Well, no gun charges mean no murder, I guess. Um, yeah, no, what, what he's being charged with is first degree in, intentional homicide. But yeah. Without with, gun charges. Okay. But with what? Okay. What, so, what? That makes no sense. It doesn't okay, make any let's, sense. Let's, 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 let's look at it. So just to, to finish my point, why is that? Because guess what? There's other headlines that are more important, like Trump getting COVID and the US presidential election campaign. Right? That takes presidents over a serious case like this so next time you want to go on tv and think you're getting told the real truth and they're covering real stories out there bear that in mind you've had a guy who had an ar-15 which is a military issued weapon that's That's number one that's my point military issued weapon right and like Kay said how the hell did he know how to operate that but he did and guess what? He's not getting charged for it. Now, let me pose a question. If that was a black person, or let's say for argument's sake, a minority, whether it be in America, Hispanic, holding exact weapon, walking past the police, what would have happened? And that's a question for the listeners. <laughs> that's a question for the listeners. What do you think would happen if you inverse it being a 17-year-old white boy to a black or anyone else from a culture that, sorry, from a racial background that isn't white? Would the reaction be different? Listeners, please re-respond and interact with us. We'd like to know your answers. I kind of have my own take, but I won't spill the beans. So, boy, boy, that was... That was quite hard hitting. Um, yes, we're not di- we're not digging in depth here, and I really want to like I can almost feel like my palate is getting ready. I can dig into this big big time. Um, but it's horrific. Is the reality? The situation is this: before George George Floyd, there was horrendous horrendous amount of murder that is going on in the street from people who are supposed to be there to protect you. Now, after George Floyd, same story. What's changed? Nothing. I just want to add like, that, that, the, that the state basically bought Breonna Taylor's uh, murderer out being convicted. The police officers, they, they gave the family 12 million. 
to put towards whatever, and uh, there's there, no one will face any jail time because of it. How one, does one police? Uh, I'm not going one, the that. one the one police officer got charged with reckless endangerment for shoot for a stray bullet hitting the neighbor's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, just think about this, listeners. Think about the difference between a reaction and a response, between talking and between doing, between being fake and between being real. Just think about that when you think about black history and black lives.